I'm Brett McGarry. He's Jeff Braun. We are the Couch Potatoes. And this week we've got the June Movie Preview. The gods gave us many gifts. One day you'll know them all. This is where we keep them. It's beautiful. Who would wield it? Only the fiercest among us even could. And that is not you, Diana. You sure about that? This is, after all, the first ever movie about a female superhero. You will train her harder than any Amazon before her. Five times harder. Ten times harder. Never let your guard down. You expect the battle to be fair! Until she is better than even you. But she must never know the truth about what she is. She is Wonder Woman! Wonder Woman is a princess of the Amazons, an island of warriors comprised entirely of women. It's set during World War I. One day a fighter pilot played by Chris Pine crashes into the water beside her island and she goes out to save him. What is this place? Who are you people? We are the bridge to a greater understanding. Right. What is your mission? Well, here's the thing. You are in more danger than you think. The boys in the trenches called her Dr. Poison. Millions would die. The war would never end. I'm going, Mother. If you choose to leave, you may never return. Who will I be if I stay? Both DC Comics and Warner Brothers have a lot riding on this movie. After disappointing attempts with last year's Batman vs. Superman and Suicide Squad, they need a win with Wonder Woman, and she is up to the task. How can a woman fight in this? Who is this young woman? She's my, uh... And, um... Diana, Princess of Limits. Prince, Diana Prince. And if Wonder Woman does well at the box office, that should bode well for DC, since she is one of the founding members of the Justice League, another movie from DC which opens in November. We'll have a review of Wonder Woman later in the show. What are you? I am Diana of Themyscira, daughter of Hippolyta. In the name of all that is good, your wrath upon this world is over. Yep, that's not gonna work. Please put the sword down. It doesn't go with the outfit. At all. There's a new animated movie in theaters this weekend as well, and it'll finish way behind Wonder Woman at the box office. It's based on a popular children's book series. It's called Captain Underpants, the first epic movie. From the studio that brought you Shrek, Kung Fu Panda, and Madagascar. Hi, I'm George Beard, and this is my best friend Harold Hutchins. We just make comics and try to make each other laugh. And this old guy is Mr. Crook. George Harold! He's the worst principal in the world. Ever since you attended this school, you've been responsible for one prank after another. Some of those must have been really hard to pull off. Like that tiger? Oh, that tiger was crazy. Ah! I told you I would get you one day. I'm going to have you two place in separate classes. We're going to annihilate the friendship. <laughs> 
Kevin Hart and Thomas Middleditch voice the friends George and Harold, while Ed Helms is the voice of their school principal. To get back at him, the boys hypnotize him and turn him into a superhero they invented called Captain Underpants. You are now the amazing Captain Underpants! Ra la la! I honestly didn't think that would happen. This summer. Come, sidekick! We gotta stop him! What? Ha-ha! <laughs> Why, thank you, vehicle person. Yep, we should probably go get him. It looks really funny, actually, in a very silly way, and since they title it The First Epic Movie, I'm guessing they're hoping to make more. That, of course, will depend on the money. And again, it's up against Wonder Woman this weekend. Kevin Hart, Ed Helms, Thomas Middleditch, Nick Kroll. When it's cut all together like that, you really get a sense of the scope. DreamWorks Captain Underpants. Poor soul, you're trapped in some sort of invisible box-like prison. Is it okay that I'm kind of loving this? Yes and no. I will set you free. Oh, but mostly yes. Moving on to June 9th, Tom Cruise opens the door to a new universe. You have no idea what you have unleashed. What the... It's the movie that will unleash Universal's new franchise of films known as The Dark Universe. It's The Mummy. Welcome to a new world of gods and monsters. In this version, Tom Cruise and friends discover a hidden Egyptian burial ground where they find a sarcophagus. Inside that sarcophagus, I'll just let her explain. The hieroglyph said she was named Amunet, chosen to be Egypt's next queen. But her thirst for power led her down a darker path, one that had to be stopped. Because of your actions, this ancient power has returned. After they find the sarcophagus, they load it into a plane which crashes with Tom Cruise in it, but he survives. There's not a single scratch on your body. You are alive because you were cursed. Cursed? By what? The ultimate evil. Amanet is played by Sofia Boutella, an exciting young Algerian actress who had cool roles in Star Trek Beyond and the first Kingsman movie. The film also stars Russell Crowe as Dr. Jekyll, a.k.a. Mr. Hyde. Dr. Jekyll heads up a group called Prodigium. They hunt monsters, and Tom Cruise does all sorts of Mission Impossible-style stunts, and there are lots of shots of him running. She will not stop until she has remade our world. To her own. She will claim what she has been denied. The Dark Universe will follow The Mummy with Bride of Frankenstein, starring Javier Bardem as Frankenstein's monster. At its release day is Valentine's Day 2019. There are also plans for an Invisible Man film starring Johnny Depp. 
And then The Creature from the Black Lagoon, Van Helsing, and The Wolfman. Oh my God, the Van Helsing movie. I'm looking forward to that because that one 10 years ago with Hugh Jackman is about one of the five worst movies I've ever seen. It's not very good. That is garbage. It was bad. Also on June 9th, Kate Mara stars as Megan Levy, a Marine who's about to have her life changed by a dog. We need one dog team for a road sweep and surrounding area check. Levy! Dog up! I just don't know why you want to do this. Yeah, I know you don't. You don't really connect with people very well. Just so you know, running away isn't going to solve anything. Hang up that phone! Tuck your shirt in! It's based on a true story, adrift in life, Megan Levy joins the Marines. That was the drill sergeant yelling at her there. She gets into the canine unit and is paired with a very aggressive dog that she trains up and bonds with. And before too long, they're off to Iraq. Good boy. I've been watching this dog all year. He's the most aggressive dog I've ever treated. Does he really need another break? It's not like he hasn't earned it. You're getting a dog. You got this? Think faster. Yeah, I got this. You think I'm afraid of you? Lay down. Rex, lay down. As we all know, checking for IEDs in Iraq is one of the most dangerous jobs there's ever been. Clear. Levy, check the vehicle. Where's my dog? Megan Levy escapes being blown to pieces because of the dog. She heads back home injured, but the dog stays back in the war, and she has to fight to get her dog back. Please just change his classification so that I can adopt him when he gets back. They aren't pets. They're warriors. Senator, can I just have a moment of your time? His name is Rex. He saved thousands of lives in Iraq. What did you say your name was? Corporal Megan Levy. All you gotta do is fight. You know how to fight. You're a Marine. It looks like a real tearjerker, especially if you're a dog person. Megan Levy also co-stars Edie Falco, Bradley Whitford, Common, and of course, the dog. What would you say to Rex if he were here? I'd thank him for teaching me what love is. Is there a way out? We'll continue the June movie preview in a moment with Cars 3. You're listening to The Couch Potatoes. Welcome back to the Couch Potatoes. I'm Jeff. He's Brett. Continuing now with our June movie preview. And on the 16th, it's a big deal Pixar movie, Cars 3. Get ready for what's coming. Jackson Storm is part of the next generation of high-tech racers. A rookie sensation. Jackson Storm. Jackson Storm. Jackson Storm's in a class of his own. Hey, champ. You had a good run. You have no idea what a pleasure it is for me to finally beat you. Did you say meet or beat? I think you heard me. Enjoy your retirement! The Cars movies are not the most critically acclaimed of the Pixar family, nor are they the biggest money earners, but kids like them and they still make a ton of cash. Cars 1 made $460 million around the world back in 2006. Cars 2 made $560 million in 2011. Certainly nothing to sneeze at, so here we are. The Cars movie star Owen Wilson is the voice of Lightning McQueen, a red race car who gets in adventures and stuff with his friends. Those friends include Bonnie Hunt, his girlfriend Sally, who's a Porsche, and Larry the Cable Guy. 
guy has made her a crappy old truck. This time around, a couple of new cars join the gang. Cristela Alonza plays Cruz Ramirez, Lightning's trainer, and Army Hammer is Jackson Storm. He's the bad guy that Lightning has to race, as we heard there. It's a Pixar movie, so of course John Ratzenberg gets a role. You'll also hear some other familiar voices, including Nathan Fillion, Tony Shalhoub, Cheech Marin, Kerry Washington, Paul Dooley, Margot Martindale, Bob Costas, and Chris Cooper. You'll never be the racer you once were. You can't turn back the clock, kid. But you can wind it up again. The racing world is changing. Treadmills, wind tunnels, virtual reality. Still working on that. And interactive race simulation. Whoa, 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 whoa! Danger, you have jumped a barrier. You are on fire. You are going the wrong way. Turn up, turn up! You have crashed. I haven't seen any of the Cars movies, although I think I saw half of one before falling asleep once. The theme in this one seems to be go for your revenge, which is kind of a weird message to send to children, isn't it? I don't know. I'm sure it'll end with a proper lesson. We'll find out on the 16th. You'll never be as fast as Storm, but you can be smarter. Good luck out there. You're gonna need it. I decide when I'm done. This. I'm coming for you, Storm. Also on June 16th, something decidedly not as family-friendly as Cars 3. It's something called Rough Night. This is it. Your bachelorette weekend. What's in my head? There's going to be so many hot Miami babes. We are going to be swimming in d- girl. Hi, Alice. <laughs> Peter, hi, hey. and get out of here. She's mine now. Don't get in too much trouble, okay? Yeah, I won't. Rough Night is a raunchy-looking comedy starring Scarlett Johansson, who is ready for her bachelorette party. We don't get to see each other a lot because we're all so busy with our lives. Pippa, what are you doing for work these days? Well, singer-songwriter is the dream. A party clown is the reality. That's Kate McKinnon, who is apparently Australian in this movie for some random reason. The other three members of the bridal party are Gillian Bell, who is in the Christmas comedy The Night Before, Ilana Gr- uh, Glazer from Broad City, and Zoe Kravitz, who has been in lots of stuff. The five ladies rent a Miami beach house, and they are ready to throw down. Girls, I just got coke from the busboy. What? So everyone's in. Dumb, no, dumb, yes. dumb. I don't know. Stop being a stupid and do a little Okay. Sorry, I did a little bit of it. She's coked up and aggressive, and since it's a stagette, they gotta have a stripper. Oh god. Woo! Let's get to the beans. Let's get to the beans. Mike can feel special. My turn! Oops, they killed the stripper. The movie looks hilarious in the spirit of films like Bridesmaids or The Hangover, even if they give away pretty much the entire movie in the trailer. Other co-stars include Demi Moore, Ty Burrell, and Dean Winters. My uncle's a lawyer. We should call him first. Sounds like this was an accident. Thank God. Just don't touch the body. What? What? Okay, so actually we have already moved him. That could be up to 15 years in prison. Oh my God. What? One more on June 16th. It's a film about Tupac Shakur. All eyes on me. 
This biopic about the late rapper bears the same name as his 1996 album, All Eyes on Me. The film is described as telling the true and untold story of the entertainer from his early days in New York City to becoming one of the biggest rappers of all time before he was shot and killed 21 years ago at the age of 25. An actor named Demetrius Ship Jr. is playing Tupac, and the movie also stars a couple of people from The Walking Dead, Maggie's Lauren Cohen and Michonne's Denai Guerrera, who plays Tupac's Black Panther mom. This ain't just about you. Like all black men, you have a bullseye on your back. They are gonna come after you and everything you love. They are gonna give you the tools that you need to destroy yourself. Above all else, to thine own self be true. This film has had a tough go. It was announced in 2011, but a number of directors came and went, including Antoine Fuqua and John Singleton. There were also some legal battles between production company Morgan Creek and Tupac's mom. It had a number of release dates. But finally, All Eyes on Me, set to debut this month on the 16th, which would have been Tupac's 46th birthday. Let's get it. The June movie preview continues in a moment with a film I'm sure Jeff's already got tickets for, Transformers 5. I, I still haven't uh, seen the third or fourth ones. Yeah, don't. I won't. You're listening to The Couch Potatoes. Brett McGarry, Jeff Braun, we are The Couch Potatoes. Doing our June movie preview, we are on to Wednesday, June 21st. It has been said through the ages sacrifice there can be no victory no sacrifice no victory that used to be the old witwicky family motto from the first three transformers movies well guess what that clip of anthony hopkins voices from the fifth movie about the robots in disguise transformers the last night two species at war one flesh one metal I don't even really know what this latest movie is about. Mind you, I don't really know what the last movie was about. And I saw it! It really sucked. So hopefully this is better. Optimus Prime has left us. Oh yeah, I forgot Optimus Prime left Earth at the end of the last movie. I think searching for new allies. So I don't know what's happened to him. As for the titular last night, it... You know what, I don't even care. Marky Mark is in it. Josh Duhamel is back from the first three movies, along with Tyrese Gibson. And now, two worlds colliding. The operation is over. We're not giving up, okay? Only one survives. And Optimus Prime does make his return to Earth, but not in a good way. Looks like he's under someone's control, and he's ready to kill Bumblebee and Mark Wahlberg. And yes, Michael Bay is the director again. Forgive me.
That's enough of that. Hard pass. On June 28th, what looks like a very fun summer movie. It's called Baby Driver. So you're just starting your day, or did you just get off? They call, I go, you know. So what is it you do? I'm a driver. Oh, like a chauffeur. Anyone I'd know? What is your name? Baby. Your name's Baby. B-A-B-Y Baby. Baby Driver is writer-director Edgar Wright's first movie since 2013's At World's End, which was his third in the trilogy he did with Simon Pegg and Nick Frost along with Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz. It stars Ansel Elgort as Baby, a young getaway driver looking to get out of the business. Elgort played Caleb in the Insurgent movies, and if you didn't see him in that, you probably don't know him, but he's a fresh-faced young man befitting the name Baby. It's one you say listen to the music all the time. Is he uh, mental? Mental meaning slow. Was he slow? No. He had an accident when he was a kid. Still has a hum in the drum. Plays music to drown it out. And that's what makes him the best. Those are the bad guys, led by Kevin Spacey. His crew also includes John Bernthal, TV's Punisher and of Walking Dead fame, Jamie Foxx and John Hamm, Baby Meets a Girl, Deb the Waitress. She's played by Lily James, who was Lady Rose on Downton Abbey. So, Baby wants out of the crime game, which of course is always easier said than done. One more job and I'm done. One more job and we're straight. Now, I don't think I need to give you the speech about what happens when you say no, how I could break your legs and kill everyone you love, because you already know that, don't you? Yeah. The moment you catch feelings is the moment you catch a bullet. And your uh, waitress girlfriend, she's cute. Let's keep it that way. I want us to head west and never stop. You in? I'm in, baby. So it's the Edgar Wright version of a pulpy crime story, and it looks like a lot of fun. Baby Driver was originally supposed to be released this past March, then in August, and now hopefully rolling into theaters June 28th. One of these days, baby, you're gonna get blood on your hands. Time to face the music. Baby, we need to get out of here. I have to end this. Are we in bed together now? Baby. 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 Michael Myers. This is Mike Myers. It should be the Halloween mask. This is a Halloween mask. No, the killer dude from Halloween. Oh, you mean Jason. No. Baby, you tell me who does. Moving on to June 30th. Recognize either of these guys? That's Gru and one of the minions. They're back together for Despicable Me 3. It's some kind of monster. Wait, that's not a monster. That's a man wearing shoulder pads. There's only one supervillain whose fashion sense is quite that dated. Balthazar Brat. Despicable Me arrived in 2010, about a supervillain named Gru, who ends up being not such a villain after all when he adopts three girls. That film also introduced us to the Minions. It was a surprise smash hit, triggered a sequel in 2013, and a Minions spin-off last year. Steve Carell is back as the voice of Gru. Kristen Wiig reprises her role from the sequel as Lucy. I want every agent on the scene immediately. Agents Brucey are closing fast. Yes! Wait, what? What did you call us? Brucey. You know, Gru and Lucy mushed together. Brucey. 
I like it, but not a lot. I don't like it. And Trey Parker from South Park is the voice of the bad guy, Balthazar Bratt, who, for whatever reason, is trapped in the 1980s. So that provides all sorts of great visual gags. Happy birthday, dear Dan. Happy birthday to you. Also on June 30th, Will Ferrell and Amy Poehler star in The House. Alex going to college. You guys must be pretty psyched, right? Gotten so used to being us three. What's it going to be like when it's just us? Well, <laughs> hold on here. <laughs> Empty nest. This nest is going to be filled with our loving. It's going to be a regular fest. Oh, here. yeah. Get your get your passport ready. Because we're, we're going to be going to town. It's a raunchy comedy that, if the trailer is anything to go by, also has a shocking amount of blood. Farrell and Polar play a married couple suddenly worried about how they're going to afford their daughter's college tuition. When I became a dad, I made a choice to support my daughter's dreams. You don't have enough money. Fifty million dollars? Thousand, honey. Oh, God. Enter their crazy neighbor, played by Jason Manzukis. He was Raffi on the league, and he's always a scene stealer. You guys need money. I know how to get it. Let's start an underground casino. I don't like this. Check this out. Look at Alex. Here she is. She's gone to college. If she doesn't, go boom. Yeah. She's a homeless prostitute on the streets, selling her tiny body for money. <gasps> you want to make money like Vegas? You got to look like Vegas. We've got a nail salon, massages. You're never going to believe what's in this next room. Is it a strip club? Yep, that's exactly what it is. So they started a legal casino in the house, and it looks pretty successful at first, but soon they attract the attention of the police, led by Nick Kroll, as well as their daughter. Hey, hey, there's something going on in this town. Your mother and I will be working late. I just can't help but feel like you're lying. You've been coming home late every night smelling like smoke and booze. <laughs> Honey? Yeah, I'm just gonna light out, check some emails. And of course, they run into the problems that all casinos and movies run into. Cheaters. Guys, we got a problem. He's cheating. You gotta send a message, like De Niro and Casino. You think you can cheat us? I got lucky. Your luck just ran out, man! Because me and my friends about to f you up! What are you guys gonna do about it anyway? You're a bunch of soccer moms. Maybe we'll cut your f off! Oh, sh just got real! Oh, I'm so scared. <laughs> I'm gonna do this. No, I'm gonna do this. Don't play around with <laughs> They accidentally cut his finger off with an axe, and there's a comical amount of blood gushing out that they try to contain with a shoe. By the way, angry Amy Polar cursing is enough to get me to see this because that is never not hilarious. They all look funny in it. The supporting class also includes Allison Tolman, Michaela Watkins, Sam Richardson, Jesse Ennis, and Rob Hubel. The house opens June 30th. Could this help? <gasps> oh, just hold on a minute. <laughs> Tell your friends if they mess with us, this is what they're gonna get. I'm in the house. That concludes the June movie preview. Up next, we will review Wonder Woman. You're listening to the Couch Potatoes. When war ravaged the earth, the gods created us.
will fight for those who cannot fight for themselves. Wonder Woman. What are you? You will soon find out. Rated PG-13. Experience it in IMAX 3D. I'm Brett, he's Jeff. We are the Couch Potatoes, and we both had the opportunity to go see Wonder Woman this week ahead of its release this weekend. Not and, in IMAX uh, 3D, though. No, that we didn't. Dumb. Yeah, we we both ended up with pretty lousy seats as I well. Don't care for the 3D, but the IMAX screen would have been sweet. Yeah, I think I'm gonna have to go back and see this yeah. again. The fact that I want to see this again is a good thing. What do you think true. of it? Uh, best DC yet? I don't know. Of the current little universe they're doing, I'd say probably. I like Man of Steel a lot, but I get that a lot of people didn't, and those people will probably like this. The first thing I noticed was that it flew by. I mean, usually even the good superhero movies like The Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises, my favorites, don't really fly by. I took a bathroom break during Wonder Woman, and I glanced at the time, and I was shocked to find we were already 90 minutes into it. I, I was, like, concerned. like... I'd have to go to the bathroom so soon. Didn't this movie just start? But it'd been on for an hour and a half. Even still, 220 is probably longer than it needs to be. Most movies don't need to be that long. But it doesn't feel like it. Um, I liked it a lot. Uh, the story-wise, you know, it's set in World War One, and she's been on, you know, raised on this crazy island of the Amazons or whatever. And then going into civilization for the first time, all the fish out of the water stuff was hilarious, I thought. It was sort of like Thor in that regard or whatever. And then it was sort of like Captain America because... She's also in one of these old wars. So I thought that was, it was neat, but I mean, that's what you get with superhero stories. You're going to get some overlap. And she's a badass. We already knew that from Batman versus Superman last year, but it's really, you know, it's so much better showcased here. I thought there was great use of slow-mo in the fight scenes. I really dug the overall look and style of the action. That kind of CGI and slow-mo combo doesn't always work, but I thought it really did here. I also found it uh, surprisingly that it was moving. It's rare for superhero movies to get at me on an emotional level like that, so kudos to Wonder Woman for that. And uh, the acting all around was fine. Um, she's amazing. David Thewlis is in it. He's always underrated. He's the best part of Fargo this season. And uh, Chris Pine never gets enough credit either. I remember when he was in that first Star Trek reboot, I thought, oh, we'll see him play Captain Kirk a couple of times and never hear from this guy again. We'll just be typecast because it's so... You know, it's an iconic role to be Captain Kirk or whatever. But yeah. he's made a nice career out of, like, mixing it up. He's, you know, he's in Horrible Bosses too, And he was in Hell or High Water last year, which was Oscar-worthy. And, and now he's in stuff like this. So he can really do everything. And I, I think we don't give him enough credit. But. And he's got a great name, his character, Steve Trevor. I do not care for that name at all. <laughs> but I was just like, okay, that was it's a comic book thing that was probably invented decades and decades ago. Yeah, Steve I, I, Trevor is a silly name. I did and learn I, after the film that he is a character from the comics. Yeah. I know nothing about Wonder Woman. And apologies to anyone out there whose actual name might be Steve Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's not a... What about her name in real life? Gal? That's awesome. Kids, are people going to start naming their kids that? Probably, yeah. Why not? Guy is a common guy's name. Why wouldn't Gal be a common gal's name? Yeah, you're right. Weird. Um, I really enjoyed this. I, I, I'm with you on pretty much all of what you said. I thought uh, gr you know, great time at the movies with a great story, great characters, great performances. It was great. Some nifty-looking action and the way that they did a lot of her combat scenes where her sort of close-quarter combat scenes looked like they might be CG, but maybe not. But yeah. uh, it was just really—it was a really cool effect. And one of the things that I liked about it is they—they they used the fact that she's a woman and added an elegance to her combat, which I thought was really cool. So not only did she look super strong and she was destroying you, but it was—it had this kind of 
Um, like I said, this elegance that you don't normally see. It's a lot of yep. times it's really brutal and sort of in your face. So this was a nice combination of both. Uh, Gal Gadot. Are we settled on that? Gadot. Go for it. Okay. I don't care. <laughs> Sensational <laughs> in the role. Uh, the Diana Prince that we meet in Batman vs. Superman seems kind of angry and jaded. She was still cool. I mean, I think she was the best part of that. For film. sure. But the years had gotten to her. There was an anger in her. The Diana Prince we meet here as portrayed in this film is fresh and wide-eyed. Yeah. She's naive. Young and, and hungry. Yeah, and she's got this kind of aw shucks kind of charm that is sort of reminiscent of Christopher Reeve's towering performance as Superman. She has that kind of same just like volcanic charisma. Yeah. Uh, you know, she's here to fight for truth and justice and she just looks awesome doing it. And I think that leads to my next point, which was her look. You know, not just her, but all of the Amazon women. Uh, they're all rather scantily clad. Yeah. And yet... It wasn't overly sexualized at all. I did, like, yeah. All superheroes, like most of them, are men. And they're big, beefy guys, and they've got cod pieces and pecs and stuff. And you know what I mean? There's just... They're, there's, they're beautiful people, period. Wonder Woman, of course, is no exception. And like you said, she's scantily clad, but they don't dwell on the fact. Yeah, they, it, it is not a bunch of TNA in your face the whole time. They were sexy, but they were not sexualized. These are powerful women who will, will break your face, but look smooth doing it. And the director, Patty Jenkins, captures that really nicely, especially when the Amazon women have to fight. There's one scene where Robin Wright in particular, there's a shot of her in the air getting ready to shoot three arrows yeah, yeah, yeah. and she's posed in this way that looks so statuesque it was almost like a visual representation of I am woman hear me roar we're almost out of time here but uh, bottom line Wonder Woman I think is great it's a great time at the movies as I mentioned earlier we both had really bad seats sort of off to the side in the fourth row so we're gonna have to I'm gonna have to definitely go back and see this again in IMAX 3D and I'm going to give it four couch cushions out of five. I am also going to give it four couch cushions out of five. That's all the time we have. I'm Brad. He's Jeff. Remember, if it requires getting up off the couch, don't bother.